For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at this episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Hi, but... Somebody different's going to find a way. You know, we talk about guys this year that had their moment with the Brewers. Billy McKinley was one that, for a week and a half, he he won us three, four games, and he's been on two teams since. Then. Right? Didn't you guys have a white dude named Tyrone Trammell or whatever? I was like, man, that's Tyrone like Taylor. Tyrone Taylor, yeah. <laughs> See, I was like, I, I said to our producer, I was like, man, I could have swore Tyrone Taylor was a brother. Where is he at? And they're like, he's off left field. I was like, that's Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, only in Wisconsin. <laughs> See, I know your guys' roster. <laughs> Significant time. Um... All right. I am happy to be joined by my guy, Andre. Not works for Fox as their in-stadium reporter covering the Cleveland Indians. And he do a ton of other stuff there uh, for Fox and in, uh, in Cleveland sports. You also host a podcast, A to Z, uh, covering Cleveland sports. And also a project that you're working on with Blue Wire uh, called Brownstown, uh, going over the Cleveland Browns and all their, uh, I wouldn't say success. Uh, what's another, <laughs> what's a good word to uh, describe? Oh, the last? It's a tragedy, right? It's a like, tragedy. It, it's a tragedy. It's a love story because um, your fans, you, you and Todd are fans of your teams. And if, whether you have a significant other, um, and I, and I'm glad you asked that Brownstown really, to me is the beauty of um I mean, part of being a Browns fan and being a fan of the Browns for me is a family thing. Um, so when you listen to Brownstown, to me, it, it connects all of us to our fathers, our grandfathers, even our mothers, um, because and Todd, you're a Green Bay fan. I, I've been there. Lambeau is, is like going to a cathedral. It's a Catholic. It's like going to the church. Yeah. Um, go, the Oakland Raiders. That's a that's a church in my in my views. It is. Mm. And I'm not being oh, yeah. sacrilegious. And with the Browns, in all honesty, I just wanted to get their story out, Francisco, right now, um, because I think the turn, the, the turn, everything's turning. They're getting normal. And I think for most people outside of Cleveland and even people inside of Cleveland, they don't understand the tragedy of why we're here and why it's taken so long. And with the Raiders, you can talk about them moving to L.A. and now moving to Vegas, moving back to Oakland. I think that's a fantastic story. And when I get off this podcast, I'm calling Kevin Jones and I'm saying – we got to do Raiders town, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Cause, cause I think there's some stories and and my thing is this, a lot of people I'm old enough at 43 years old. I remember Bernie Kosar in the drive. Um, I remember the fumble. I remember I was, a, I was like only eight years old. I was very young. Um, I was, you know, eight, nine, 10, a lot of kids that yell and fight and wear Browns uniforms right now, they only mm-hmm. are wearing them because their family told them the Browns used to be good. Like a 35 year old has never saw, saw them win. Think about that. So right now, so if you're wherever you are around the country and you see a Browns fan and they're acting like a complete jackass during this football season, the reason why is they've had nothing to love. And it's just so so when you ask, and I know it's long winded, it is kind of a tragedy because I'm trying to connect and I'm and I'm, I think it's working so far. I'm trying to connect the 60 year old grandfather with his son and with his grandson of we love this team. We love this team. And. And let's figure out why and connect what happened when the team left, why it left, how it's come together, and how they've been behind the eight ball since they came back in 1999. 
Yeah. And like you said, Raiders, we, we've been there too. I think I've seen one or two winning seasons in the last 20 years. Uh, I started getting into football when I was about 12 years old, and that's when they went to the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is it. Like, I'm yeah. going to be with a sweet team. I got I got tricked, dude. They haven't been good. Wait, was that the Buccaneers win? Yeah, oh, oh, 01. Yeah, 01 or yeah. I think 02 or 01. I can't remember exactly. Oh, then uh, that was in the, Yeah, that's when the center didn't show up because he went to Mexico the night before. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I haven't seen a good team since 14. And then our quarterback snapped his leg the, the two weeks before this. Pro- so we, I, I understand the pain and suffering yes. that Browns fans, maybe to not to the extent of a Browns fan, but I haven't seen much winning football since I was like a kid. Right. But think about what what football does. It makes us we go crazy over NFL teams and they tell us parody. And literally over the last 10 years, 15 years, it's been Tom Brady against the world, yeah. sprinkle in a couple Mannings, and that's all you get. And the rest of us just sit there, buy beer every week, yell and scream, and buy the package. Yeah. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's the way it goes. Yeah, this is adorable listening to you guys talk about the tragedy. Uh, my first my first memory of watching football was Brett Favre leading the comeback when he came in for Magic Man. Um, I remember that. His, his first start was actually on my seventh birthday. Wow. So I, I didn't even understand football. I just knew my dad and my uncles were really excited about something that just happened, and it turns out that that's what it was. So I, I haven't known a whole lot of darkness in football. I have a feeling – Todd, um, we just met. It's coming it, soon. It, it's it's, it's coming. Oh, buddy. yeah. No, the, the, last, <laughs> the last end of my life is just going to be absolutely miserable when it comes to football. I'm I'm well aware of that. They're running. They run their team. Right. And I think the tragedy that that we could do for Packers town would be um, the Brett Favre. I think we could we could do a great Packers town and I shouldn't give all my content out on our podcast. But this is what Blue Wire is. This is such a great family. Uh, and I, I mean that and I'm not just BSing. I wouldn't. Um, that's the beautiful thing about we could do with Packers Town. We could go back to the day that they drafted Aaron Rodgers and it pissed off Brett Favre, right? right? And by doing that, they set themselves up for another decade of success. But when they tried to do that with Aaron Rodgers, he's turned, he's went turncoat on them. We could do a WWE turncoat, and I'm <laughs> telling you, we could do the Brett Favre years. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers drafted till so Love's drafted, and we would have a great story as yeah. you cry at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, it's uh... gonna be it's gonna be rough. <laughs> my, and my friends that are Bears fans are waiting for it. Like they, they better they, hope Justin Fields can play. <laughs> yeah. The downside there, though, is is what most of them tell me is you know the the unfortunate side of Justin Fields being good is that. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to stick around. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> you win. say that. The guy on my Monday Night Football, I was just talking. I was doing a TV show locally today. Um, Monday Night, the black guy on Monday Night, I love him. He's so good. Um, and I, and he loves he loves uh, Fields. And we're like, he's got to become the general manager of that team, and, and they got to get rid of what they got, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, <laughs> I, I think they're going to be stuck in that purgatory of win just enough games that their coach doesn't get fired, but right. they're never good enough. I don't right. know. But, but that's <laughs> that's sports in a nutshell. You're right. That you is. Get, when you get caught in between, it's purgatory. And you said it right. It's purgatory because you're not in hell and you're not in heaven and you can't win championships from there for the most part. Yeah. yeah. You're picking, you know, 14 to 21 every year. Like, right. It, yeah, it's tough. I love how I love how this became a football podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, man. We're sports fans. You can get through everything. And I love. Hey, I'm just as excited about baseball. So give me what you got. (laughs) No, I'm I'm giving you. I love it. Like I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, This is a. I love talking sports. I don't. It doesn't matter what what sport it is. But um, talking about baseball, you also work for the Cleveland. uh, You work with the Cleveland Indians, so you've had a ton of interaction with them. A ton of opportunity to interview uh, different players. Um, who has been one of your favorite players to interview? Damn. Um, well, your namesake is one of my favorite. And I know that's like starting a fight with half the people. Um, I man, I gotta be honest with you guys, and this isn't a I'm all about me moment, but um, you know, like I just was doing something with CC Zabathi a couple of weeks ago, who nice. I'm about the same age as I watched grow up <clears throat> here in Cleveland. Um, the first day Francisco Lindor played in his first big league game. Uh, we just happened to walk into Tiger Stadium at the same time together. Um, I watched him get off, get out of the, you know, 
get out of the cab, grab his, you know, his triple A Columbus Clippers bag and, and literally walked in with him into his first big league uh, ballpark. And just, it was happenstance. Um, I watched his career become what it's become. Uh, I'm texting with Corey Kluber tonight because he's getting ready to face the, the Indians for the first time. Nice. Uh, and I'm only saying that because I, Michael Brantley is one of my favorite people. I text with him constantly. He's still great friends with Lorenzo Kane, him and Lo Kane. I've watched those two on the field mess with each, with each other because they came up in the Brewers organization, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Tristan McKenzie is going to is just a delight to be here. I can't give you one. Mike Clevenger, who I showed you the broken, <laughs> yeah. um, is, is a guy that I love. I watched Trevor Bauer become one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, Jose Ramirez is my favorite person in the world. I, I would say that just because his story is beautiful uh, in so many ways. I don't think a lot of Americans get – and I want to say this the right way because I'm proud to be American. But, you know, I've been in the Dominican and to see what a lot of these guys went through, what they come from. Like I hear people in Cleveland go, oh, Jose Ramirez is underpaid. Da, 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 da. And yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. But when you know what he came from and what life was like for him in the Dominican and where he's from, um, he gets it. He's a religious dude. He works his tail off. Um, and I've seen him go from a guy that had nothing in the bank that was giving everything he had back to his family back in the Dominican um, to being a multimillionaire, and he hasn't changed one bit. So when you ask me that question, man, I could I could give you 15 guys, but I'll stay with Jose Ramirez, who I still need an interpreter with. Him and I talk. We we have Spanglish, English, bad English, bad Spanglish <laughs> conversations back and forth without an interpreter. Um, but I just appreciate his struggle, man, and I appreciate – who he is and who he is at seven o'clock every night. Like they're like, like I'll give you a perfect example. The brewers came to Cleveland and they, they I think they still are backing up over us right now. I can hear the beeps. <laughs> <laughs> and Jose Ramirez was supposed to get Sunday off this past week. Um, Team had an off day on Monday and Jose plays every freaking day. And he's been dealing with some injuries. I'm not allowed to say what the injuries are. That's um, fine. So they and so they kind of told Jose they were like, "Hey, Sunday is your day off." Well, Saturday night the Indians got no hit, and I'm sure we'll get to that. And oh, yeah. the type of dude that Jose is in a season that we know the Indians aren't going to the playoffs, we know he's already 30, 20. He's got thirty double. Like he's the only player in baseball with thirty doubles, thirty home runs, and twenty stolen bases. He's seven away from thirty stolen bases. I asked him last night, "Can you get seven in the last six, 18 games?" He looked at me and said, "Hell yeah, I'm going to get 30. He so he's going to try to go for 30, 30, 30, which. Numbers, we can, you know, with analytics nowadays, everybody has what numbers make them feel great, right? Um, but that's a tremendous number for a guy that plays like him. But the point that I want to give, Brewers came in and kicked the Indians' tail this past weekend. Saturday night, they play a night game, going into a day game, getaway day, off day Monday. Told him on Saturday when he left, Hosey, we're going to give you tomorrow off. Hosey, because of who he is, showed up Sunday and said, the hell with that. We're off tomorrow. Put me in the lineup. I want these guys to know we don't roll over for anybody. Mm. That's Jose Ramirez, and that's why he's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, and uh, I love that you said that, especially since now it's National Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, just hi- being able to highlight what he's done, um, as well as Francisco Lindor and um, a ton of and there's so many great Latin oh. players in baseball yes. right now. Uh, like I don't, want, I can't even name them them all, but just being able to highlight one of them. And thank you yeah. for mentioning him. So I do appreciate that. No, let me continue with that. I'm glad you said that. As a mm-hmm. as an African-American man that's grown up in America, um, my dad played a little baseball growing up as well. Um, and we just had uh, Roberto Clemente Day. Yeah. And my, pop, my pops told me about Roberto Clemente. Obviously, I didn't get to see him play. I think it's beautiful what Roberto Clemente st- stood for, what he dealt with. Um, mm-hmm. how he stood up for his for his people and all people. And I was blessed enough to go to Puerto Rico three Aprils ago and go to a game there. And I went to and and my wife came and my wife and I like I and I, we like I get I got chills right now. Um if you love baseball, take the time to go see a game in Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic. My wife and I looked at each other after three innings into the game and we were like this is like going to a family reunion. There was so much, there was so much like, just like the music, just the joy, just the, the noises, the, it was beautiful. And I'm lucky enough to work every day next to Sandy Alomar, who I had his poster up in my room growing up. He is a beautiful and a great ambassador of Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican catchers. Um, and I'm not trying to get on a soapbox in any sort. 
Uh, but I think what we've seen in baseball would be better for our whole world if we opened our eyes and allowed more people just because they speak a little different or look a little different. Um, the spice of baseball is much better when we've opened the doors to so many people yeah. that have come in from down there. Um, so I appreciate I didn't do it because of because of what's what's where we're at right now. I would have said this to you if it was April, if it was December. But uh, especially in this month, as you said, I'm glad that this was we were able to bring that point up because there's a lot of great players. I mean, for, we did a thing last night on our broadcast last night, Francisco. I want to say we have the most Dominican and Puerto Rican players all at once in Major League Baseball that we've ever had. And I and I think it's beautiful. Yeah. My dad was born in Puerto Rico, so I, I love that. <laughs> Dude, this yeah. is a different game down there, bro. Yeah. I uh, and, and I always love just the part of baseball where – you you have guys that like you said you still need an interpreter some of their teammates do too yeah and to have them be out on the field together and still once the ball's in play like yeah the, the language of baseball everybody gets it todd, uh, you're right and todd the most beautiful thing is this the baseball language works in the clubhouse in the in the bullpen like it's 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 amazing because like you'll go by like we have a guy named emmanuel Claze who's from dominican republic who has a chance to be one of the best closers in baseball. He throws 101 cutter. That's disgusting. And he'll say something. And I'll look at like, you know, the whitest and white guys on our team. I'll be like, Blake, what did he just say? And he was like, I don't know, but I know he's about to throw a cutter. <laughs> did you say the whitest of white guys was named Blake? Yeah. <laughs> That's so fitting. Uh, it yep. is. But That's you're a right. White guy name. Yeah. yeah. Tim, Blake, you know, Todd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but you're dead on, Todd. Like it's a beautiful thing that the game brings so many people together. There's a baseball language, is what I would say. Yeah, and I'm fortunate. I go to to Brewers fantasy camp um, through. You know, my dad went for years, and I kind of jumped in there after he passed. And and it's cool to go there and not only play with you know his buddies and and guys that you know he had that brotherhood with, but also to to get that age barrier. You know, I'm playing. You know, I'm. In, mid thirties and I'm playing with guys that are 65 years old and, you know, to be able to just be out there and and play, whether it's age or or race language, whatever it may be um, to get on the field and and play is fantastic. But I want to bring this back to uh, Jose Ramirez, because like you said, he's one of your favorites. Uh, Francisco can attest to this. I have been saying, I don't know, since our first episode in April, yeah, maybe the Brewers should try and trade for him. Yes. Because that's a guy I would love to have on the Brewers. <laughs> you um, would. Yeah. yeah. Just on paper, I would love to have him, not even given the fact of you know how great of a guy he is and how great his story is. How long does he stay in Cleveland? Um, That's a wonderful question, Todd. You did it very well, not to be a uh, a guy that writes stories in a newspaper. Um. <laughs> He claims he wants to be an Indian and the Indians um, right now have no money on the books next year. They do have a, um, they do have two team options over the next two years for Francisco. I want to say Francisco. I'm sorry for Jose. Um, They're both. I think want to say next year's is 12. The following years is 13 million. There are rumors and I'll break it here with you guys. There are rumors (laughs) that the Indians may um, try to give him a long-term deal this offseason to make him an Indian for life. He yeah, wants that. His agent has asked for that. And you are 300% right. He would fit in on the Brewers perfectly. But you know what? I could say that about 27 other ball clubs. Yeah. He is that type yeah. of you know. But you guys kind of got him already. Um, Escobar. Escobar. Yeah. See, I watched Escobar. We just did this on our broadcast a couple nights ago. We were playing the Twins. And this is and this is the beauty of my job, and I appreciate it so much. I remember when Escobar, Jose, Francisco, and um, Jorge Polanco, all at the same time, like five and a half, six seasons ago, you can look up the numbers. They all kind of came up together, and Todd, they were all kind of thought of as you know middle, the old school middle infielder, you know, yep. slick glove, can run, no pop. Like that was, and like in those, I want to say five, six guys all kind of got together and said, the hell with it. We're going to swing for the fences and still have, you know, be able to run the bases and still be able to play up the middle. And I, I love what all four or five of them have become. And like I said, es- he, Escobar is very close. Cause I remember when Escobar first came up, he was this, like, like a thought of like, eh, we can play him at second, short, third. He can hit the, dude, he, he's got pop and, yeah. and getting traded from Arizona to Milwaukee. 
um, has rekindled exactly why Arizona went and got him. I'm telling you right now, and, and I'll just say this. I've seen I've seen every team almost in baseball this year live. The three teams that stand out to me the most, the Toronto, and I said this on air, the Toronto Blue Jays, when you see them in person for the first time, swing the bats, you're like, damn. They're, they're like, it's like going to a softball tournament and they're like that one team that's got like their own uniforms and bags. And you're like, dude, we just came to drink beer and hang out. Like, yeah. Shorts and cutoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the Blue Jays. Um, Tampa shows up and they're the most athletic baseball team I've ever seen. Like every guy is just like, it's amazing how athletic they are. Like and they always have out. a prospect that they come up every year and it's the top prospect in baseball. Right. And I know like, and I know Kevin Cash worked for the Indians for a little while. Their hitting coach worked for them. So I know their coaches a, a little bit and hung out with them. And they're like, Dre, they're like, we've got more coming. I'm like, how? You know, like, <laughs> you got, yeah, you already got a ton of prospects. And then the Brewers, those three teams step out. I truly feel we're going to see the Brewers Dodgers in the NLCS. And I, I think the Brewers can do it. I really do. I'm just saying it, and I'm not saying it because I'm with you guys. Francisco, you could tell the people. I, I DM'd you and said, yeah. hey, man, I owe you. I want to talk about the Brewers because they you were did, fantastic to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, let's let's jump into the Brewers then. Um, you Did you work those games that they were uh, yes. when we uh, – Okay. What were your just overall thoughts on the team? Um, First of all, I've told you guys, I pay attention to more than just my ball club. Second of all, I'm a big uh, – when Rowdy Telez first came up in Toronto, um, I got a son who's named Andre Joseph, and I'm. they call me the Tasmanian de- devil, like the guys I work with. Okay. And they called my son as soon as we saw Rowdy the first time. They're like, there's Rowdy. They're, so they called my son Rowdy Jr. So first day, I went right over to Rowdy. And I was like, man, I got to talk to you. And we hit it off. And then, of course, he got hurt that night, which sucked because yeah. I like that guy. And I kind of got my intel on the Brewers from Rowdy because Rowdy was like, yeah, I got traded over here. It sucked. You know, I was with Tampa or with Toronto. And I came up with those guys. um, And he goes, and and I'm a big personality. And I didn't know if I could really be myself. And he was like, so a couple days in. And he goes, dude, I love this bleeping team. I would say it if you want me to say it because I usually do curse. But um, (laughs) it was awesome because I was like recording. I was like, man, I can't use this. He goes, well, I love this fucking team. And I was like, all right. (laughs) And I was like, I can't use it, but thanks. (laughs) And and he was just like, I love the personalities. He goes, we've got, you know, and we just talked about it, but they've got like their, you know, their Latin Americans. They've Mm -hmm. got the Lorenzo Canes, who's a little bit more religious now and sat out last year. you have one of the best superstars in the world uh, in Yelich. And I knew that I've known that for years. Cause I was out to dinner a couple of years ago in Milwaukee. T- Yelich came in and you would, he acted like it was like the kid that sold, you know, sold you the newspapers. You didn't know it was Christian Yelich MVP. He's a solid dude. Uh, and some of the people in the upper management with the Brewers were in Cleveland. So I talked to our upper management a little bit about, because everybody talks about the Indians pitching factory, but obviously the Brewers pitching the Brewers, when they redid their facility out in Arizona a couple years ago, they've obviously done a great job in building their own pitching facility mm-hmm. of, of pitching of, of learning. And I've, so I've been digging on that and I've, I had seen the numbers on Burns. Devin Williams blew me away last year. Um, obviously haters, uh, unbelievable arm and the windy Yandy, this year. I've like, so I've paid attention and I've kind of talked to baseball people like, okay, why is their pitching so good? Um, I have a feel for why the Indians have done a really good job of, of, of cultivating pitching, but I wanted to know what the Brewers have been doing. And to me, what the Brewers are doing and what you're going to see a lot of the rest of baseball do, um, they, I mean, I can go through the guys I saw over the weekend and you guys know it better than I. Um, Burns, by the way, should be the Cy Young. And I said it on the I air. hope His, so. He's yeah. got five. I had our players came back to me. They're like, that dude's got our leadoff hitter, Miles Straw said, Dre, he's got five plus pitches. He goes, you go up there, and he's like, he's like, all right, you know, I'm gonna sit on that cutter because everybody talks about the cutter, right? He goes, he didn't throw me one for three at bats, and I struck out three times. I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and all the pitches were nasty. Bobby yeah. Bradley came back to me in the first, uh, the second inning, uh, in, the, in the no hitter, and I go, because he, it was like a three pitch or four pitch strikeout. You can go back and look it up. Trust me. And I go, Bobby, I go, what was it like? He goes, shit. He goes, the first pitch was a cutter in. The second pitch was a, was a change up away. And he goes, moving. And he goes, and the last one went like this. He goes, so that motherfucker gave me this, this, and this. He goes, what am I supposed to do? And walked out to first base. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I would say is the Brewers, 
the great thing they're doing, um, and I can say this, I'll say it the shortest way I could say it. They are building towards the people that they have rather than trying to make these pitchers be who they want them to be. If you, if you got a great cutter, we're going to work on making that crook cutter the best cutter you can have. If you want to have a great four-seamer, we're going to do that. The change-up with Devin Williams, we're going to show you how to do it best. Um, how they're using Hater this year and not making go multiple you know multiple mm-hmm. innings, beautiful. Six-man rotation, beautiful. Um, I just like what they're doing with their arms and how they're taking care of their arms, and I think it's going to help them in the long run. Yeah, Council has been really, really good. I feel like he's really underrated as a manager, but he is – been really well he's done well this season with the six-man rotation and he mentioned in this past offseason heading into spring training that hater was only going to be the traditional closer uh in previous seasons he had gone multiple innings and i think in the postseason we'll see him do that yes uh, because you got to do what you have to do to win the game francisco but, you guys are going to play little league games in the, oh, seriously, yeah. in the playoffs you're going to play you're going to play five to six inning games and like you said hater can go multiple williams can go multiple and you and and look the thing they did with Burns and and not to cut you off I'm sorry the mm-hmm. other thing that I love what they've done two of the best pitchers in baseball started off being in the bullpen in the playoffs a couple of years ago and they weren't starters they're going to do that with help somebody is going to come out of the bullpen that's been starting for them this year mm-hmm. so whoever's going to face them good luck you better score early because the last four innings are going to be hell mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's what that's what no they way. did in 2018 and and it was like you know because they had. Uh, Jeffress and Hader was going two innings and Canable was coming back. And it was just right. like, right, yeah, good luck. Like if, if you don't have runs on the board by the fifth, you're not getting them. Hey, um, I watched, I watched the Indians in 16, almost win a world series by doing that with Andrew Miller. Yeah. We were they rode him hard. Uh, that whole postseason. No, <laughs> but they, 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 it almost worked. Yeah, it almost worked. If it wasn't for that rain delay, I think that kind of we don't need to get into. I'm about to close my. (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't want the Cubs to win, so like we're not we're not happy either. I Mm. I'll tell you this much: I was Madison has a very large contingent of Cubs fans. Most of Wisconsin does, and I was one. I I was calling around town trying to find a shop that had a Cleveland hat the night or the day before Game One. Like you got one in stock? I'm on my way. And by the time I got there, it was sold. But I was the only dude running around. I think I listened that whole series. The only song I listened to was Machine Gun Kelly, <laughs> CLE Till I Die. Brother, <laughs> you play that song in the right club at the right place in Cleveland, like literally like, like a riot, a good one breaks yeah. out. Like that song, like people hear the first beat and it's like, <laughs> and like everybody's like, till I die. Yeah. And I, I'm still, still Cleveland till I die. Just appreciate you, man. Just because. Hey. If you're a Milwaukee guy, Green Bay guy, you anytime you come to visit Cleveland, you definitely know you'll fit right. That's what I tell all my I tell all my friends about Milwaukee, Green Bay, because I've traveled there with the Browns, I've traveled there with the Indians. If you love living living in Cleveland, you'll love going to Milwaukee. Um, we like beer, we like brats, we like it's same people, same people. And every time I go out in Milwaukee, no joke, I've run into Latrell Sprewell three different times, hanging out in Milwaukee in different years. <laughs> And Greg Vaughn, true story. <laughs> and oh, I don't Vaughn hang out at great. like, and I don't hang out at ritzy places. <laughs> Todd does. Todd's a big ritzy guy, very very bougie. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, oh, Todd's a, clearly, Todd's a bougie. Yeah, I see. <laughs> With my my wonderful living room setup here, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, who do you like in the the American League? You said. You know, the, the National League, you've got Brewers and, and Dodgers. Who do you think is going to go to the ALCS and ultimately face the Brewers in the World Series? When your business is starting its championship run, nothing matters more than finding and hiring the best team. With Indeed, you have the power to build a dynasty by hiring more MVPs faster. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through March 31st. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. No matter how the last game went, Anytime you take the field, you got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a good question because the AL East is beating the hell out of each other right now. Yeah. Um, the White Sox depends upon their health um, in all reality because they've got something set up. I'm saying pitching-wise, what Similar they've set up in their bullpen. Like, you know, and 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 Copic, like they they can they can play five inning games too. The question I have is is how healthy is Len? Um, they need a horse because the lefty Keiko's not the same anymore. Um, I know when Giolito gets it going, that change up fastball combination, and because of his height, um, like I've watched him dominate because that high fastball comes and stays on this flight. And when he can throw that change up right, it'll take you four or five innings to figure it out. But he hasn't. He hasn't been the same guy he was last year, but I just know in a short series, Abreu is one of the best uh, RBI guys in baseball. I, I give love to the AL. I know from afar people look at the AL Central, but the AL Central beats the hell out of each other, and they make you a man by the time you get to the playoffs. If you don't believe it, look over the last 10 years. KC, Indians, uh, Minnesota can't beat the Yankees, so they don't count. But, <laughs> but otherwise, I don't like Minnesota. Thank you. Um, Dude, how bad is not, it that Minnesota has gone to the postseason and the Yankees have been their one? Every like, time. Every time. It's like they're there waiting for them, like, easy out. Yeah, the Yankees <laughs> could have us three playing in the outfield. They're like, oh, the Twins are coming? We're good. <laughs> like, yeah, no problem. Everybody uh, rest up. Yeah, so I would say them. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the West – Houston is Houston. I'm going to say I, I, you don't want to face Toronto. I don't think Toronto's no. back in. I don't think the back end of their bullpen is worthy. Um, but everything else with Toronto can be a problem. And you've got to go to Toronto. Their fans are crazy. I've been to playoff series in Toronto. It's like going to a hockey game, game seven every day, which is fun, but it's nerve wracking. Yeah. I had Jeff Bloom, uh, Blum, Bloom, Blummer. <laughs> Plum on, uh, on a couple uh, days ago, and he said that uh, he can see the uh, the White Sox and the Brewers in in the World Series pretty easily. Um, I I would love that. Uh, Midwest. That's the, case, that's the case. I'm going to stay at my uh, brother-in-law's for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he also he also said that the Astros could do it. Obviously, he covers a team. You know, he sees them on a day-to-day basis. Um, but I I don't know. I I feel like the White Sox they're still the team to beat coming out of the AL. Um, but Tampa well, Bay, like they're sneak, they they're so good. And like you said, they're athletic, and they have pitching, and they have all these prospects that are coming up, and like they have that unfinished business kind of mindset too, right. where they want to come back and finish a job. So I, I don't Let know. Let me I, say this: like if Wander really Franco, if Wander Franco doesn't get healthy, they can't. He's a spark yeah. plug like no one else. They have all those prospects. You're right, but there's no prospect like him. Like he's, spe- he. I hate to say it because they're all special but he's special and you know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. brings an element to the game that you just can't account for. Right. They do have Willie Adamas. Oh wait, no, he's on, he's on the Brewers now. That's why <laughs> the Brewers have a chance to win it That's all. That's right. He, what, what, what were your thoughts on that trade? Um, Surprising. Cause I, I got to know Willie a little bit because him and Lindor knew each other. You would be amazed at how many guys like know each other or work out together in the off season. Um, and Willie was one of those that I kind of knew a little bit and I knew, and like I know a couple coaches with Tampa, and I knew that they wanted to get Wander Franco up there, but I was like, "You're not going to move Willie. He's like your your heart and soul." And they're like, mm-hmm. "They're like, we got to do it." And I know, I know, and you guys know more better than me because you've had him. I know that he changed a bunch of his stuff hitting hitting wise in the off season. It just wasn't clicking in Tampa at the beginning of the year, and he kind of had that effort moment when he got traded over to the Brewers of I'm going to go use everything I worked on in practice, mm-hmm. and. Damn, it changed the Brewer season. It changed all of baseball, really. It really did. Yeah. Yeah, we were under like 500 at the time right. and we've been one of the best teams in the National League ever since then. And yeah, uh me, Yeah, and let me give him credit. I watched little things. Um he's not playing right now, but he's on the top step of the dugout. He's one of the biggest cheerleaders right now. Dude, that go I know like sometimes that comes off as eyewash, but it was real. He has a real excitement for his teammates. And you could tell, like, when they left Cleveland, it was like Willie Adamas did not play a game, but his presence was felt. That's that's important. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And Francisco and I talked about that a lot. I mean, early in the season, it was like we'd start texting each other in the sixth inning if we were down two runs. Like, if it was, like, three to one, it'd be like, you just want to start recording now that they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's we're no done. way they're going to score four runs tonight. Right. Um and, and it was brutal. And then Willie came in and, and one of the things that we talked about a lot was 
that there wasn't that fire, you know, going back to, to 18 and, and 19, like the ball club was having fun and they just didn't have that there anymore. And as soon as Willie came in, um, I don't even think he played the first game he was in town for. And he was the first one to meet somebody when they came out for a home run. Like, really? Wow. yeah. And, and that's just been him since he's been here. Like you said, he's, he's hurt. He's still traveling with the team. He's still around them. Um, and it, it's, it's infectious, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and honestly, it, it might be the, the biggest trade of the year uh, when it comes down to, it. you know, everybody looks at a lot of those trade deadline ones, but getting him when the Brewers did and what he was able to do before the trade deadline gave them that ability at the trade deadline that they didn't have to go make that big splash. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, right. uh, Escobar has been fantastic, but you know, there were a lot of big names out there that, that we kind of thought maybe they'd go get, right. and they didn't have to do that because of getting Willie Adamas in May. Well, and the other thing, and you guys know better than I, but having Kristen Yelich not be Kristen Yelich all year, you're saved. Yeah. You're saying, you know, like, and like, yeah. and we looked at the out and then, and not knowing what Lorenzo Kane was going to be like after come, missing all the last season, what you've gotten from the big guy out in right field is huge. Um, cause we've watched him year after year. We, we used to call him baby Miggy when he came up, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. with, with the, with Detroit and you always knew there was a ton of talent there, but it was always like, he'd have a good month or two months and then he'd get in a fight with the coach or whatever, you know, it, 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 he found a perfect home in Milwaukee. So you guys have the right cast. I don't want to say cast offs. Yeah. But they do. They got the kind right of, cast yeah. offs, and they got a really cool clubhouse. They got to do with the the, the new meat hook. Uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, the the D, he's a DH, but he's he's a backup first base. Vogelbach, oh, Danny Vogelbach, the, yeah, yeah. Who hits the hits the grand slam pitch at grand slam the other night? He fits. I mean, he looks like a Milwaukee Brewer. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you think Milwaukee, you think Vogelbach. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, question for you, um, uh, Dre. Um, we know, we've all season. And like the offseason, really, we heard about the Dodgers and their rotation and the Padres and all the talent that they have. Uh, and then the Giants, the resurgence of Buster Posey and Crawford and their core. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the, we're talking about the Brewers. They've had one of the best. They're, they're probably going to have their best uh, French uh, best season in franchise history. Um, do you think this team can go toe to toe with the Dodgers in the postseason? Um, or even the, say, the White yeah. Sox, if they happen to make it that far. I'll, I'll answer it like this. None of us experts thought the Giants were worth crap. The Giants have controlled baseball other than the Brewers are going to have the most road victories in their entire history this year. Yeah. That is unfathomable. That's unbelievable. So, yes, yeah. I, I truly do think they can because of the intangibles we've already kind of talked about. Um Kristen Yellich has not come close to having his best season. I keep going back to that. And if his back is finally healthy and he, cause here's the thing about the playoffs, a guy like him, if he gets hot for three, four games, dude, you're, you know, like literally yeah. like he can, he can win you a series. Yeah. And when you have one player that can win you a series and you guys got a couple guys that can win you a series. Um, yeah. And, and like, I mean, just like the Giants can. So yeah, I, it's, it's the hottest team going in as you were talking about Todd. I thought it was great. Um, I would look – there's certain team scores I look up all the time just, like, in the passing. And, like, for the first two months of the season, I was like, damn, the Brewers can't score. <laughs> like, I, like, I remember, like, I, I even said on the air one time, I was like, the Brewers are in extra innings every night. What the heck is going on with their offense? And I'm this is back in, like, May. Yeah, so I've been, been paying attention all, all those I, extra innings, too. Yeah, I see. I was paying attention. And I was like, why – and I don't have any notes up or anything else. This is just – I I'm I love sports. I think playing in all those extra inning games early and not and having to find offense until they found offense, that helps in October, brother. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. That's I mean, this team we talk about all the time. They win in so many different ways, and I I think that's kind of what you see with Tampa too. Is you know, there's not someone there that's just doing it every single night, but somebody different's going to find a way. You know, we talk about guys this year that had their moment with the Brewers. Billy McKinley was one that. For a week and a half, he he won us three, four games, and he's been on two teams since then. Right. Didn't you guys have a white dude named Tyrone Trammell or whatever? I was like, man, that's Tyrone like Taylor. Tyrone Taylor, yeah. <laughs> See, I, was, I remember I said to our producer, I was like, man, I could have swore Tyrone Taylor was a brother. Where is he at? And they're like, he's on left field. I was like, that's Tyrone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah only in Wisconsin. <laughs> See, I know your guys' roster. <laughs> Even guys that aren't on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've had some really 
like, everyone has stepped up big in this this season. A lot of injuries. You talk about Christian Yelich; he hasn't been right, even when he was playing. And then he's missed significant time um, throughout the season. We've had a lot of injuries, and yeah, people step up, and that's really been. Uh, I give credit to the the manager to counsel and what he's been able to do to get these players to step up from the Billy McKinney's to the Tyrone Taylor's um, and, you know, moving on down to the, the Adamases and, and Christian Yelich's of the team. Uh, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's doing. And uh, I think this team has a really good shot. Like he said, like I, like we've talked about it this past couple of months, like this team has a really good shot at doing some big things uh, once it comes time for the postseason. For sure. I would say to your fans that are listening, enjoy these moments. Enjoy this time. Um, Because I know one of the questions you were going to ask me is my expectations of the Indian season and where it's at. In all honesty, this this has been a great season. I got to say it the right way. This has been a really – it's what I expected. And what I knew and what I expect to come into this season, guys, more than anything else, I didn't expect us to – I didn't expect us to go to the playoffs. Uh, We we got – I mean, we've lost one of the best players in baseball. Um, But – in Cleveland, they don't believe in rebuilding and like, and, and but we're going to go into the off season and I'll say something that'll sound crazy. Yes. They're going to have to go out in free agency and yes, they're going to have to make a trade or two, but I feel like when we go to Arizona in 2022, we can look at the brewers who the brewers work out 20 minutes from our facility. Um, and I think the brewers, Indians and Dodgers who are in Glendale, and we're all going to sit around and say maybe the three best rotations going to spring oh, yeah. training are going to be the Brewers, Indians, and, and, and the Dodgers. And with Cleveland having money to spend this offseason, having a Jose Ramirez to build around, and having literally – I mean, because what has become of Kyle Quantrill and what has become of, of um, Tristan McKenzie to go along with the healthy Shane Bieber who won the Cy Young last year, to go along with Aaron Savali who's missed half the season but has 11 victories. Um, we've got a pitching rotation that can go with the best of them. Um, and that, and we got a closer in Emmanuel Clase who throws 101 bowling balls. Um, so we needed to do that. We found out Ahmed Rosario is a legit big league hitter um, mm-hmm. and can run. He's one of the fastest guys running wise. We found a center fielder. Uh, there's some things the Indians still need, but if you're an Indians fan, you chalk this one up. Maybe they go 500 this year. Maybe they don't. But I think most around the Indians in the organization feel like, yeah, they'll be the Guardians next year. But they have a chance to win 92, 95 games. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's end on this. Before we, we recorded, you had mentioned that you had a, a great story because I know you did some sideline reporting for the uh, the Cleveland uh, Browns. Um, Browns. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking Cavaliers. The Browns. And uh, I work with I'm them a too, Raiders. Bro. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, well I still I still haven't forgotten about that that uh Warriors team that went down or went up 3-0 and lost. Three, I still 3 1. 3-1, yeah, and lost. I still can hey, man, never people get have that license plates. Mind. People have license plates in northeast Ohio with 3-1 you lost. Well, y'all got one, I guess I'll give it to you. Ah! <laughs> the guy with the brewer shirt talking crap. I love it. Oh, um, let me get my uh my let <laughs> him show who he really is. Um, all right, here's a good story for you guys, and I appreciate yeah. you guys taking the time out. Yeah. Um and if you listen to this podcast, go to Blue Wire, check them all out. Um, but please check out uh, Brownstown. Matter of fact, there's a great deal going on with Brownstown. If you listen to it, you subscribe, uh, and you give your summary on it, you got a chance to win uh, tickets up to $500 to any game that you want to go to across America. Listen to my dumb voice for 30, 40, 50 minutes, and you got a chance to do that. That's worth it. Just give some love is all I ask. Okay. Um, I was a Brown sideline reporter from 04 to 10. and um, First time I came to Oakland, I was excited to come to Oakland. Um, I'm old school. Like I just, I, every, I just couldn't wait to go to that stadium. I have bought some brand new shoes and like, you know, they're like work shoes. They were kind of dressy, but they were, you know, I was, you know, you, you, everybody know you get some new shoes. You go out of town, you're feeling yourself a little bit. Yeah. And it rains all weekend long and they had a tarp on the field. Right. So I'm up in the booth and I love the Oakland Coliseum. And I'm going to tell you why. Go listen to Brownstown and me talk about our old stadium. And I say Oakland, I still love going to Oakland. Everybody bitches about it. I love it because it reminds me of the stadium we grew up with. It's 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 a junkyard, but it's our junkyard. And that's mm-hmm. how Oakland treats. The music is the best there. Like I always oh, yeah. talk about what, like there's no, there's no better player, place that plays better music than in Oakland. Shout out to my sideline partner with the, um, uh, my boy with the A's. Uh, Dallas Braden. Dallas my Braden. Okay, Dallas, yeah. That's my dude. Uh, I shoot pictures of my shoes to him all the time for my view. Um, anyway, so we get out there, have a good time. 
And I'm up in the booth and they're squeegeeing all the water on the tarp only onto the visitor's side. Oh. I'm like, and I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know. And so to get on the field, you got to cross where the Raiders sideline is. And they tell me, because I had like a Browns jacket on because I was working for the Browns. They're like, don't go by the black hole. They'll throw shit at you. And mm-hmm. they're like, don't go that way. They're like, just walk across the middle of the field. I'm like, all right. So the Raiders sideline is, you know, as hard as can be. And I'm like, all right, my shoe is going to be good. And I get to this brown sideline, and it was like that much water every step I took. It was like, oh, <laughs> no, for four hours. And then I had to get on a plane and fly back for three and a half hours. I thought I was going to catch pneumonia. So to them on that one. So here's the real one. So the next year, I think we come back or two years later, we come back. And I ain't bring no good shoes this time. I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on the sideline. I'll just get to the play when Randy Moss was with the uh, Raiders and they get to about the five yard line. And as a sideline reporter, I try to get, you know, right inside the end zone on the side so I can see what's happening. Lee Botton, good friend of mine. He's playing corner against, uh, against Randy. They throw an alley-oop to Randy. I'm standing, I mean, literally, you know, four, three feet in front of me, which is, I mean, I've lived a charmed life. Randy goes up, catches a pass with Lee Botton right underneath him. You know, touchdown, Raiders, the music starts, da, da, da. you know, they're playing the, yeah. the Tupac and everything else. And all of a sudden, I just feel, and I had like a white Browns hat on. And I'm like, like I knew I got hit with something. And I'm like, and then my like sideline producer is like, dude, don't move. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I'm kind of dazed, but I'm okay. And I look down, and I see a slice of pizza on the ground. <laughs> and my producer is like, dude, you got red coming out of your hat. You, you gotta, you gotta stop moving. So he thinks I'm bleeding out of my head. Oh. Um, and I'm like, and I see the pizza, and then the pizza unrolls, and there's a big-ass D battery inside the pizza pizza. <laughs> Somebody from somewhere up in the stands, when Randy Moss caught the touchdown, they rolled up a battery in the pizza and threw it down and hit me in the back of my head. I wasn't bleeding. It was pizza sauce on my white hat. Um, and, like, that's what happens when you go to the black hole and you wear the yeah. opposing teams. <laughs> That's right. And, and I'm not, and look at me. I'm smiling as I tell the story. But that is a real story about what football used to be in Oakland. And I still watch the Raiders games. I loved what I saw in Vegas. But they should be playing in Oakland. A hundred percent agree with you. As a born in Oakland myself, like I hate the fact that they first moved to L.A. and then they moved back and then they leave and then the Warriors left Oakland to go to San Francisco. And now the Oakland A's are talking about possibly Las Vegas, Nashville. Uh, who knows what's going to go on with that? I will I, say I hate that. I haven't been inside the, the new stadium in Vegas. I've driven by it a couple of times when the Indians were out there for uh, spring training. Mm-hmm. That place looks dope. Matter of fact, Kevin <laughs> Jones, really nice. Kevin Jones, my Indian season is over in two and a half weeks. Like, bring me out to the wind so I can check out that new studio, baby. <laughs> yeah, that studio looks dope. I saw yeah, the cool. picture of um, uh, Darren Waller. Chris, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they're doing a podcast there. I think we should do our next one there in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm free, I'm right? Free. <laughs> I mean, um, if, if I got Brewers making the World Series, we should do. We, that's where we should do one, right? Yeah, tell, you, you, that's your boy. So have him, have him hook it up. <laughs> I'll text you right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's let's end on that. I appreciate you coming on. Like, I can talk baseball forever. Todd's the same way. I know you can. We can just go on forever. But uh, I'll let we'll wrap this up. Um, Tell us where we can find your podcast and um, go to Blue Wire. Yeah, go to Blue Wire. You can find uh, I do the A to Z podcast. We do two a week. Um, It's my buddy that used to write for the Browns. Uh, It's Cleveland sports oriented, but we talk about college football. We talk about a little bit of everything. Brownstown is kind of a documentary style podcast that we're doing on basically the Browns from 1999 till now. They're not very long podcasts, but they're very well produced. Uh, And it's basically, as we said earlier, it's kind of a storyline of why the Browns uh, have gone through hell since 99 uh, because the city didn't do certain things because uh, the NFL did certain things um, and we've just been screwed. So when you see a Browns fan in Vegas, in Milwaukee, uh, in Arizona, and they're acting complete ass running around with an old Johnny Manziel Jersey on and put, and put Baker Mayfield's name on it. Yeah, there's a reason why we're this crazy. It's not their fault. Please understand. Listen to Brownstown. Like I said, it's on blue wire anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, check it out. Like I said, you give it a review, subscribe. You got a chance to win 500 up to $500 worth of tickets to any game you want to go to. How do you lose? Thank you. Yeah. Guys. 
Love that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Dre, if the Brewers do get to the World Series or go deep into the playoffs, we're going to have to have you back on sure. and uh, talk about more about it because I know uh, you come the game. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, right. Lilla, and, if it's, and if it's Milwaukee, Chicago, we're just going to do it live from Chicago. Milwaukee, I'll so. be there. That's an hour and a half drive from here. I'm down with that. All right. Cool. I appreciate right, so. you guys. Thank you. Right Good on. luck. Todd, right, I got to get that set up, bro. <laughs> Come on over, man. It's I'll I'll show you where I picked it all up. <laughs>